The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. American Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And I want to do what I haven't done in a long time. And uh, you know, you know, when I do this show, many times uh, I'll take the opportunity to speak about things that, uh, from my perspective, is important to me. And it, it may be beyond uh, football. I think that uh, professional sports, in particular, uh, they reach beyond the fields and and the courts uh, of which they. Uh, participate on and uh, in terms of their competition. I think sports has a much greater impact than what we uh, fail to realize many times. And so uh, what I'm going to do is I'm sure many of you, have, like I have, woke up to, to the news and that uh, the fact that um, uh, people want to continue to terrorize other people around this world for reasons of which I myself personally I, I find no way that they can justify those things that they do. Uh, I don't think anybody gives anybody the right to take anybody else's life. I just don't believe in that. That's my personal belief. Uh, as a Christian man, um, thou shalt not kill, one of our Ten Commandments. Uh, but I don't think there's a religion out there that I know of in terms, and I don't know all the religions. I'm not going to speak as if I know every religion. Uh, but I don't know of a religion out there that says kill someone. If it is, please, you're welcome. 888-346-9144. Call in. Educate me. I, I, you know, I normally don't ask people to call in. Uh, but if there is a religion that you believe in out there that says you should kill somebody for the sake and the purpose of glorifying your religion, then please educate me and everybody else. This is a show that is, uh, is, is globally heard around the world, anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Uh, of which uh, you choose to tune in to Voice America Sports. Uh, you can listen to either my show or whatever show is streaming live at that time, or you certainly can um, access mine on demand, as you can others when they're not broadcasted live. But if for any reason somebody has, you know, stumbled upon this show and, and heard me ask the question that if somebody can call in and educate me and to, um, to I want to say, qualify a reason that a religious person would kill another person in the name of their religion. If that's what's going on, I don't know what it is that's going on, but, you know, nobody should have to live in terror. So I'm just going to take this time to take a, a brief moment for all those people who lost their lives. I think the number was as high as 28 or so, uh, 40, 43 I've heard now. 
156 have been injured. And I, I just, for the life of me, uh, don't understand. So uh, I'm going to take a moment of silence like I always do because that's what matters to me. Um, 43 and 156. So I'm going to take a moment of silence and I hope you will do the same as a show of respect for those who have lost their lives. Okay, I'm back. I, of course, prayed in the name of Jesus, and I hope uh, those of you out there who are listening, you certainly can pray in the name of whoever it is that, uh, that you so choose to. Um, but it has to stop. Uh, it's, it's interesting to me that President Obama is in Cuba. Uh, it's also interesting to me that uh, the Pope has said that he's going to use sports. Uh, President Obama is not necessarily using sports, but we know some of the best baseball players, and there is a, a sporting event going on with baseball while he's there. Uh, I didn't get all the details of it. But we get some of the best baseball players in the United States of America on our professional teams are from Cuba. Uh, I also know that the Pope has decided that he's, uh, he's going to have a conference around sports. Now, I, I'm just going to say this. To all my Caucasian brothers out there from another mother, uh, to all my Jewish friends out there, to all my Italian friends out there, I don't know how many people I've ever met from Russia. Uh, wherever you're from, there is nothing in this world that you can tell me that you can take in anybody and everybody can put their differences aside and can sit down next to each other and enjoy to the extent of how well their team is doing, but agree to sit there and, uh, and watch this game in peace and enjoy it in peace and can go back and forth with each other in, res in a respectful way. Now, when it's over, they're going to walk out that stadium and they're going to hate each other, and you will never believe the, the, the intensity of the hate for one another when they leave those stadiums. But when they're in these stadiums across the world, we even had an Olympics. I don't know how many of you saw the Jesse Owens movie. I didn't get a chance to see it. I know the story pretty well myself. Again, shout out to the Ohio State University for the contributions that Jesse Owens was able to make on behalf of the university as a great athlete. Even the Olympics. <laughs> Germany certainly wasn't happy that, you know, a black man who represented the United States of America did what he did. But we got all kind of countries from around this world. We can put our differences aside because we want to compete in sports. Now, I, I don't know what that magic is. I really don't know what the magic of sports is. Somebody else smarter than me has to tell me. In my psychology course, you know, we're, we're talking about emotional intelligence. Somebody's got to tell me from a psychological perspective because, see, this, this is not science. This is not math. What we're doing, these people are doing to other people, is, is, it's not absolute. It's, it's not they are right because there, there is no right or wrong when it comes to a person's emotions. They can do wrong and they can do right. But in terms of what they're feeling, it's almost like in their minds, if they feel it's right, it, they, it, they can try and justify it. But then we have what we call, you know, we're governed by courts of laws across the world. 
And in a court of law, they have laws. And when you break man's law, there are consequences. And a lot of times when these people do the things they've, they've done and that they're doing, they've broken law. So, of course, the authorities are out on the hunt for them to catch them and bring justice to them. But that doesn't make what they're doing right. We, we need to find a way that we can get to these people prior to. And, and I really think it has something to do with, with our system of education and, and the professionals, the professionals within these categories who where they focus, the industry focuses on humans and human behavior. They need to do a better job. I'm not saying they're not doing the best job they can, but they're not doing a better job. They need to do a better job. You know, it's one thing about, you know, for me, and again, I, I, a lot of times I bring it up to what I've, what I've accomplished through God-given talent is, you know, on a professional level, as a professional athlete, you, you can't make excuses. I, I can't go back to my coach on the sideline and tell him, coach, I can't guard that man in front of me. I, I can't go to my coach and God rest his soul in heaven because my daughter laughs at me because it's, it's a tackle that I made on Walter Payton that actually got me into the starting lineup. I guess my coaches felt like my daughter felt when she saw a highlight film of Walter Payton. It's like, well, dad, these are her exact words. Well, dad, I would think you should start too if you could tackle him. That, that's how difficult it was to tackle sweetness. And, and God bless his soul. But I tackled him in one game and, and the next week I started. And, and so, you know, there are things that are hard and they, they, they do challenge you. But I couldn't, go, they couldn't put me in the game and I come to the sideline and say to my coach, Coach Bruni, shout out to another fellow Ohio State Buckeye, Coach Bruni, I cannot tackle Walter Payton. I, I can't even, Fred Bruni would have gave me a Woody Hayes. <laughs> a Woody Hayes, that's an uppercut to the gut. That, that, that's what Fred would Fred would uh, Man really You think I'm going it, it almost kind of reminds me Nowadays how when guys Kind of put their hands up You know Like they want to come out of the game <laughs> Ooh, I'm sorry to say this But I've never in my life Put my hand up And say I wanted to come out of the game You don't come you, In our generation You don't want to come out of the game Because You come out of the game And somebody gets in the game You may not get back in the game But I could not say I can't tackle Walter Payton. I could not say one of the greatest running backs ever played the game, John Riggins. I could not say that I couldn't tackle John Riggins. Again, he, Walter Payton, greatest running backs ever played the game. I, I could not say I could not tackle Tony Dorsett. I, I couldn't say that. I could not say that I could not tackle Eric Dickerson, all Hall of Famers. I could not say I could not guard Art Monk, Hall of Famers. I could, the best to ever play the game. I could not say I could not do that job else I would have been fired. So I want to know why people in other professions are allowed to be professionals and get paid the best money in the world and can't come up with solutions to the problems. I don't get that. I don't get that. Particularly if you're studying. Hell, people have been studying medicine since God only knows when. They continue to study. They practice, they practice medicine. 
Why should they practice medicine and get paid like they get paid? Now, I love doctors to death. I just had an operation here recently, guys. <laughs> I'm a little emotional. Here's my, my EQ jumping in on me a little bit. I'm just emotional because if you study these people, sometimes, you, I, I'm telling you, I can, I can study people. Come on. You can walk in the office where you work at every day. If you walk in your office one day, and you're different than you normally are. Your coworkers should be alerted to that. There's no doubt in my mind. I bet you, even if you do look back on the times where people have walked in the office and committed serious crimes, when they go back, if anybody survived it, they could tell you and they witnessed it, there was something different about that person that day. There was something different about that person's moods over a period of time. We need to recognize these things. And I know in the hood, we call it, you know, ain't no snitching. But when it comes to this type of stuff at this level, the hell with no snitching. Somebody need to tell somebody. I, I know this has nothing to do with sports, but it does. It does. Because sports brings us all together. And we're a team and we work together for the greater good of the team and not just the individual. We're going to take a break. I got to take a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And we'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. show you listen to rail of sports on the voice of america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters and what matters to me is uh 43 and 156 43 is the number of people who have lost their lives at this point uh if, if the number changes we of course will get that and 156 people are the amount of people who've been injured uh through just a re- ridiculous act of I don't even know what it's selfishness is all I'm going to call it. I'm, I'm just going to call it a ridiculous act of, of selfishness. I'm not going to give it uh, any 
real meaning or purpose. I, I, I don't even want to give it that it's done in the name of somebody's God because I don't believe any God would want those type of things to happen to people. Uh, and not to say, see, that there are things that happen in this world that are acts of God uh, that we accept that. When there is a hurricane, uh, when, when there is a, um, a natural forest fire, uh, when, when there is, um, you know, a snowstorm, uh, a rainstorm, you know what? Those are things that are acts of God. Man does not do that. Man does not do that. Man, man can't walk outside and make it, make it start raining. Man can't walk outside and, and make it start lightning. Man can't walk outside and, 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 and make the sun shine. <laughs> you know, we just, for those who believe in God and those who do not believe in God, particularly those who do not believe in God, they can't answer that question. You know, they, they just don't want to give credit to God or a God, but, uh, but they can't answer that question. They can't make the sunshine. You know, they say, oh, well, it's not a God. How could it be a God? Okay, well, then you tell me who makes the sunshine and who makes it rain and, and uh, who, who, where lightning comes down from and, and all those things. But those ridiculous acts that, that's been happening around this world in the name of God only knows who or what is selfish. It's, it's, it's selfish, and that's all it is. It's selfish. And, and so if you want to make a sacrifice and take your life, take your life. You pray to whatever you believe in and you do that. You and that thing that you believe in, you do that. You take your life. Don't take nobody else's life. Well, what gives you the right to do that? You know, do you take your children's life? I'm not telling you. I'm not, I'm not condoning that. But it's somebody else's child's life that you're taking. Why do that? There's something wrong. And this is, why, this is why my call is to those in the profession of psychology, psychiatry, studying of, 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 of man and man's behaviors. We need to spend more time in that. We, we, we should be making more ground than we're making. It's just one of those things that I, I just don't see how we can't cure. Let me just say, and I don't know if there's, a, if there's a cure for AIDS, but I remember when Magic came out and said he had AIDS, there were people that were dying from AIDS daily. I mean, there were all kinds of people daily. There were people that you would see in magazines and newspapers daily. I, I, I happened to be from, uh, uh, spent 25 plus years in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, I was a part of a ministry there. Shout out to my good dear friend, uh, uh, good Dr. Reverend Herb Lusk, L-U-S-K. Uh, we had a part of our, a component of our nonprofit that was called People for People. Uh, it was Stand for Africa because so many people in Africa was dying from AIDS. I left Philadelphia in 2006. This is, this is my 10th year here in, in Arizona. Of course, that started my, my, my prayers and hopes and dreams started when I was a, um, a senior in college playing the Fiesta Bowl out here. And I just prayed to God and uh, tried to impress my girlfriend at the time, who's been my wife for 32 years, uh, about moving here. And she believed and trusted in me. So we're here. But with all that being said, the AIDS epidemic, it was that. It was an epidemic. It was just, you know, it's, it was like it was a curse. And when you got it, you were going to die. That's why everybody's so, we're happy and thankful, but we thought we were going to lose magic. And, you know, he was really the face of basketball at that time. Showtime was, was at his peak. And lo and behold, magic 
is still with us. Thank God he's still with us. But, but when magic became the face of AIDS, people got behind it and less people, including Urban Magic Johnson, are still here with us and are not dying anymore from this dreaded disease called AIDS. Now, I don't know why. I don't know how. How was it that this was put on the fast track and all of a sudden we were able to find a cure for this, a pill for this, a drug for this? What was it? But it's bringing me back to sports. Remember I told you it has nothing to do with sports, but it does. See, Magic Johnson was one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Magic put a smile on your face. He played a game. He loved the game. Basketball was his love. And he told us all that. And when you got your money, when you paid the cost of a ticket, you got your money's worth. Your team, if it wasn't the Lakers, might have got beat. But it was showtime. It, it was worth the price of the ticket. You know, that, that's one thing about how you can tell about professional athletes and the teams they play upon. If those teams are good enough that a person would consider paying for the ticket, to, the cost of the ticket to see them when they come in your hometown to play your team that you know chances are they're going to beat them, but you still want to see your team play them because there's a slight chance that your team might win, but you want to see them, that's a good football team, that's a good basketball team, that's a good baseball team, and those are great players. I tell guys all the time, I see younger players than myself, and I tell them, hey, I, I paid to see you play. Of course, I could get free tickets, but when I got to take extra people, then I got to pay for extra tickets. So I give them my good tickets, and then I'll pay to sit someplace else. But I, 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 if it's a good, if it's a good player, oh yeah, I'll pay to see LeBron James. I'll pay to see Steph Curry. There's some, there's some damn good football players out there that you, that you will pay to see football players play the game. And, and so it's one of these things where you got to think about it. If Magic Johnson said he was dying and then Magic, along with those people who were advocating for AIDS, there were some people who was against AIDS because of what they thought about AIDS. Magic changed all that. And it was just like, this is Magic Johnson. We're not looking into his past. He's acknowledged that he has this dreaded disease. We're going to try to save his life. We didn't care who he's sleeping with or, or how he got it. You know, I've got to go here, too. And again, one of the greatest men I ever met in my life, Arthur Ashe. I remember when myself, Andrew Tony, Tug McGraw, God bless his soul, and Arthur Ashe, we were in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, um, and, and it was... Um, it was the Arthur Ashe Tennis Foundation that he has there. It's there in Roxbury, right mm, right outside of Philadelphia, one of those small suburbs out there on the main line uh, or close to the main line. And um, he has a tennis center there. And he was in town because he was, you know, doing an event uh, to raise funds uh, to help maintain his, uh, his event, I mean his uh, nonprofit there. And I got a chance to meet the man. And through a blood transfusion, Arthur Ashe got AIDS, and he, he, was, he, he was a victim. The, the cure wasn't there close enough or in enough time to save his life. Now, Magic, I believe, had 
has HIV. I don't think he ever got to the point where he had full-blown AIDS, but that's just a step in the progress to getting AIDS, from what I understand, is a phase of which you go through of having HIV, and then it turns into AIDS. Most people, it, they go from HIV to full-blown AIDS. Magic has been able to slow and stop that process. Arthur Ashe, at that time, had AIDS. And just one of the kindest men I ever met in my life. I'm honored. I, I, took, I have a picture. <laughs> I understand this. This man is beyond words for me, for what he stood for. You know, you know, during uh, the civil rights movement, this was a man who was playing tennis. You know, tennis clubs are very similar to country clubs, and most country clubs have, you know, tennis facilities on the grounds. A lot of them do, not all. Uh, very exclusive, and of course, you know, black men weren't allowed on those facilities, and Arthur Ashe was stellar. One of the greatest, one of the best to ever play the game, competed at that level. So he was an inspiration to not just a lot of African-American men, but to people who played the game of tennis. He was an inspiration. But he happened to be one of probably the only at that time black man that was playing. And he was good, very good. One of the best to ever play the game. And here he was crumbling, dying to AIDS from AIDS because there was not a cure. So, again, magic. They find a cure. Sports. Arthur Ashe. Tennis. Magic Johnson. Basketball. President Obama over there today with Cubans. Baseball. I am telling you, somehow or another, whatever's happening across this world, sports needs to have a seat at the table. Put sports at the seat of the table. If nothing else, sports and food. The food may, the food may be something. Nah, they might, they won't. The food won't get it done because guess what? Nobody's gonna eat that. They don't eat that. They don't eat this. They don't eat that. That's okay. Put sports at the table. Have a conversation around sports. There'll be some competition in the conversation about who's better than who. Oh sure. But it could lead to a discussion. We have to have a conversation. We can't avoid it. We, we, we can't let these people continue to represent their country and, and, and their parts of the world. They're, they're wrong for doing that because that's all we seem to know about them and their country is, is what they do to, to other people. They hurt other people. So then people think that their countries, and I'm not going, I don't even want to mention names. Because I don't want anybody to think that one person speaks for a country, that a group of people speak for a country, and because they did something, they terrorized some people, then we're going to think that all those people that come from that place are terrorists. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to speak those words out of my mouth. I'm not going to contribute to that. That's false. That's not the truth. That's a lie. And, and that's what the problem is, is because now we look at everybody that looks like them and we think they're like that. When this is a single act by a, either a group or a person, they do those things. You cannot put the ent an entire country on trial. I think people have gotten to the point today, there is so much diversity around the world. The people... The hell with governments. People are starting to realize that people aren't that much different. They're not. So why hate another person? 
We got to stop this. And there's a new, there's a millennium group of people here that they do so much. They're so connected. They're talking to people online. Uh, We just can't stop it. But these selfish, selfish, selfish people who, who are trying to make people think that they represent a religion or a country, that they don't, we must stop them. I think sports is a platform to help us do that. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America Sports Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Living like it matters. What matters to me, 43 and 156. 43, of course, is the number of uh, those who have lost their lives due to tragic and terror today. And uh, 156 is the number of people that have been injured. Uh, I've spent most of my time on this show um, talking about just that, uh, how ridiculous I think it is. Um, how I think our, our platform of sports must be something uh, that can unite us. It can, and and it will, and it does. Nothing like it. Nothing like sports. Somebody could you could tell me whatever else you want to, 
but, you know, I even said I, I tried to bring food into the mix, but I had to stop myself there because I just know all too well there are people that don't eat certain things. They don't eat meat or they don't eat fish or they don't eat chicken or they don't eat rice or they don't eat bread or they, you know, some don't drink water, you know. Uh, I mean, it's just sports, particularly our sports that we have here in this United States of America. Some of them have, are global. Baseball and basketball, I think, is pretty much global. Football is unique. Football is such a vicious sport. Football is a sport that was born here in the United States of America, and it is, it's, it's, it's just vicious. It, it really is vicious. It takes a lot of courage, and, I, and it, not because I play this game. I'm just going to tell you, because one time I was scared to play the game. I, I'll never forget. I think I, I might have been as, uh, as young as when I was in high school at one point in time. I, I, was, I was blessed in high school to play varsity on my varsity football team. And, you know, some people might say, well, other people, well, that, not at my high school. There had been, I think, one other who was just a year ahead of me, who was a quarterback, Rock Hontas. Uh, Rock had played varsity football as a freshman. Uh, he was a backup quarterback. And I had come in as a, as a backup quarterback, but then they moved my position. So, so when I was on that team as, as a freshman at varsity, um, and it is a big deal. I mean, Cam McKinley High School, let me just give you a little bit about this little thing about Cam McKinley High School. Cam McKinley High School, as I've told you before, the Pro Football Hall of Fame is actually on, I'm going to call, our campus. And it's that. In, in the early, late 70s, uh, mid-70s, they built a, uh, an Olympic pool there for uh, the Olympic trial. So our, our pool is, is an Olympic trial pool. Um, we have multiple baseball facilities. We have a, a basketball facility uh, that probably seats, mm, I'm going to say, maybe 5,000 people for basketball games. Uh, our stadium, which used to hold 20,000 people, was voted, 20,000 plus, was voted the top high school football field in the country. Um, excuse me, but we tore that down uh, with the assistance of the NFL, well, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We are now building a one hundred million dollar high school stadium yes that's 100 with an m 100 million dollar high school football stadium that is under construction right now you can google it and go check it out so it, you know football is a big thing and it takes a lot of courage to play this game because it's so physical and you can get seriously hurt in the, in this game so uh, you know, football is that kind of game that maybe not every place around the country. We you know our, the men here in this United States of America do. We, we train a lot different a lot of times to get ourselves prepared for this game of football. So uh, it's not surprising to me that everybody doesn't play it. But the interest of the game has spread beyond these borders, and because of that, um, it's a global product. And and there are products. Uh, that like to be associated with the game. And so people do a lot of advertising and marketing of their products against our game, which allows them to sell their products and services around the world. So with that being said, sports, that platform of baseball, basketball, and football can go any place around the world and have a conversation. President Obama is in Cuba now, probably talking a lot of baseball. May have to out the first pitch of the game or so. I'm sure everybody knows basketball players come, come from all over the world. Basketball is now part of the Olympics, you know. Uh, baseball, 
you know. It's baseball, basketball, football. Those, those are the three. And let me just say this. Excuse me for not acknowledging probably the most global sport of them all because I never played it. Soccer. The most probably probably the biggest of all those sports I just mentioned in terms of participation around the country and around the world is soccer. Soccer. Everybody plays soccer. Everybody plays soccer. And again, probably saw a movie with Mandela. You know, again, they use soccer to kind of bridge things over in South Africa. So what we have to do is we, we have to understand in all these games, they're games. They bring joy to you. They bring joy to our children. We have to find something. Those people, and I, I'm, I'm going to stay on them. Those people who are professionals that are studying, that are out there trying to find a cure, that are practicing, stop practicing. Don't practice. Perfect. Find cures. Find solutions. We have to do that. We, 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 just, we just have to have to do that. And if we don't do that, then we're, we're going to be in trouble. So I think I spent, I didn't spend enough time, but I spent all the time that I can. But I'm going to continue to bring it back up in this discussion as we finish up this show. Because I, I have this segment and I have another segment. And there were a couple other things that I want to talk about. Not nearly as important as what I've been talking about. Let me first say that. But I wanted to t kind of take the time. Since we're talking a little bit about psychology and, and, you know, and, and just behaviors of people. I, for some reason or another, I've just been thinking about this, this upcoming draft, which is so important to me. Um, because for me, this draft is, is kind of special because if I'm not mistaken, I think it was 35 years ago that I was drafted. And, and then I think it was like, you know, 30 years ago, I was in Cleveland playing in, with the Cleveland Browns and what became known as probably one of the best teams we've ever had. Um, but, you know, we did pretty good. We didn't make it to the Super Bowl. You all know that story. So this is kind of special to me. So as I, I'm, I'm trying to think back, and I can't, God knows, I can't remember everything. But I, I kind of remember that I got drafted. And it kind of made me think a little bit about this process. This is a process. You know, the only thing that lasts this long in terms of preparation for, do you understand that if a kid is 18 years old when he goes to college and he stays in college, let's say four years, he's 22 years old. If he stays, maybe he stays a little bit less, you know, maybe he stays, you know, three years, he comes out early uh, in football, you know, so he's 21 years old. This person has been waiting all this time and probably started playing football at 10. So he's been doing it for, you know, 11 years. He's been practicing for 11 years for a job. I mean, he's actually doing the same thing he's going to do, and he's been doing it for 11 years before he can receive a paycheck. I think the only other thing comes close to that is medical school, you know, and, and again, you, you know, it's not 11 years, but, you know, law schools, I think, two, medical school, maybe three or four sometimes. But this is a long process. And then after that, when you get to your senior year, Including that senior year, which starts in August, 
So you go August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. You know how many months that is? Nine. You know how long it takes a child to birth? Nine. <laughs> it's like, it's almost like, you know, you're living the, the, the creation. You, you, you know, you're in there, you're just in there. I don't know what you're doing. You're growing, I guess. But can you imagine the agony of going through that? You have to wait your time at senior year and then the off season when the season's over and all this. And you got, it's nine months that you're going through this. I don't remember it all. I, I, there's no way I'm going to tell you I remember it all. But I, I'm telling you, I'm more familiar with the way it happens now than I was when it happened when I played it. That's what's so interesting now because there's so much information around the draft that I know more about it now than I did. Back then it was, it was mysterious. You know, the whole New York thing, going to New York and all that. We didn't, nah, we didn't do that. You know, you know, you get a call on the phone. You know, you got to sit there on the phone. There was no ESPN. It wasn't a live broadcast on television. You could sit there and watch yourself. You know, I remember I was, you know, I think it was like two or three days for us. You know, I remember, you know, it was a capital basketball tournament, too. I'm playing the basketball tournament, so I got a game that night. I, I'm sitting around waiting to see what's going to happen. But I will tell you this. I don't, I'm not sure I like this process right now for these young men. This is, too, this is way too much pressure for these people to be going through. It's just, it's entirely too much. I mean, what, you know, normally if you go on a job interview, those people let you know within a couple of weeks, if, I mean, you know, that's the longest. If they, a couple of weeks is if they tell you no and maybe we'll get back to you. But if they want you, you know right away if they want you. You don't go to job interviews and then there's silence. You don't hear back. You can call, at least call them back and say, hey, by the way, you know, I was there last week, there last month. Uh, I interviewed with such and such. Uh, by the way, is he still there? Because I haven't heard from him. I was expecting I hear back from somebody. Is there anybody? You can't do that in the National Football League. You've got to sit here and you've got to suffer. That's the problem I'm having right now. Psychologically for these young men, this is brutal. Who the hell wants to wait all this time to find out if they're going to get a job? And guess what? Well, just about every young man that went to the combine, probably 85% of those men that went to, let's say if it was 100, then 85 of those guys are going to get drafted. That, that's, that, I mean, that's simple mathematics. We, we know that. That's Historically, that's what's happened. If you didn't go to the combine, there's a far less chance that you're going to get drafted. If you went to the combine, there's a greater chance. There's an 85% chance that you will get grasped, you will get drafted. If you didn't go, oh, then you, you may have some problems. Unless you chose not to go, then that's a different thing. But who would choose not to go unless you're going to be a lottery pick, right? But... This is not good, man. This is psychological. This is not good. You've got to try to do things to take your mind off of. You've got to try to do something that you accustomed or normally just don't do. And that is just get away from football. Forget about football. Just go relax, work out, stay in shape. Let the process work its way through. <laughs> you can't do that. I'm waiting to get drafted. It's the biggest day of my life. And I have to wait Basically, well, let's say, okay, the season was over in December, January, uh, six months, five months, I'm sorry, five months. That's crazy. That's crazy. But I'll tell you what's crazy. We're going to talk about it some more because that's what we do. We talk about football all year long. They've done a great job, giving us a great product, 
Can't stop talking about it. Certainly not going to stop here. So we're going to come back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. show you listen to railroad sports on the voice america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters i just thought that i'd just you know give you some perspective about what matters to me and of course what matters to me is is 43 and 156 those are the numbers um at least uh to the best of my knowledge at this time of the amount of people that have lost their lives today from that horrible horrible uh, act of terrorism and, and tragic that happened and uh 156 people were injured so that, of course, matters to me. We've already offered us, uh, out of respect, a moment of silence. And I ask that you continue to pray, those of you out there who do pray, um, to pray for the families of those who have lost loved ones and those who don't know where their loved ones are, those who don't know uh, how well the loved ones are doing that were injured. It's just uh, it's one of those scenarios and situations that we never want to ever happen to us. We don't want to ever have, have that experience. And uh, as I said, for those people out there that are, have done this in, in the name of whatever, um, you know, well, well, may they burn in hell uh, because they have no right to terrorize anybody. And, and I've asked, and again, that number is 888-346-9144, that if anybody out there can, can prove me wrong, that can open up their 
the book that and the God that they believe in or whatever they believe in that says to them, I am to take lives in honor of my religion or what I believe in, then please do. Uh, but I can just tell you this. Um, you're going to be in the minority and you may be the only one that could ever do that. So. With that being said, let me let me finish this show out if you will, is because I'm I'm this draft thing. Now I'm not listen. It was thirty-five years ago for me. And I'm so happy. Thank you, God, thank you, Jesus. That's what I believe in. For blessing me that I that I was drafted. And and I remember what it was like to a degree going through that process. And the off season so much so that I, you know, I was one of those stupid guys, and I focused more on that than 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 my education at that time. Uh, but I remember that. But right now, you've you've got some guys that are in some situations where things are so much different than when I play football. You know, you you know, <laughs> I think I heard one of the guys on the Big Boy Show say, you know, you could make a king's ransom in this game of football today. You can make enough money that your children's children's children could be okay. They could live comfortably. That's how much money you can make in the game today. We, we didn't make that much money, believe me. So it, it's, it's a situation now where it's not just the money, but it's also the dream that can come true. The emotional aspect of it that you worked so hard for something to happen in your life. And here is that opportunity for it to become realization. But it stands in the hands. Somebody's holding on. To, somebody's taking charge and ownership of your dream. And you don't know who that is. There are 32 places of employment out there. And probably to some degree, all 32 teams have made you feel like you could be a part of their organization. Now, one thing that you can do as a player is you can look at the roster of teams and, and you can, you know, realistically, this is what you need to do. This is what I've always done. So I always speak from my perspective. Realistically, you need to look at those rosters and be honest with yourself about, okay, can I really contribute as a starter? Because nobody wants to sit on the bench. Can I contribute as a starter to this team right away? Am I better than that person? And, and listen, this is a self-check, self-awareness, all that stuff. Don't lie to yourself. Either you're better than that person is playing now or you're just as good as that person is now because if you're just as good as that person is now and you still got five or ten years and that person is on their way out, then that's a good fit. If you're better than that person, that's a perfect fit. But if you're as good as he is at this time and you're a rookie, then they know you're only going to get better. But what you don't want to do is just like when you come in as a freshman in college, you don't want somebody that's at your age and in your class to beat you out at your position because that means you're never going to play. If two freshmen come in and compete for the same position, the one who wins that position as a freshman, the other guy's going to be his backup for three or four years, however long he stays. So when you go to pro ball, you don't want to be in a position where you're going to be a backup your whole career. You want to be a starter. I mean, after all, that's, I mean, that's what it's about. And so you can play special teams, too. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, there is something wrong with that because who wants to be a special teams player? You want to be a starter, right? I just said that earlier. Uh, but I recall being a, a, a 
a special teams player. I, I never forget this. Little kids are so mean. Shout out to Steve Harvey. Cusai. <laughs> Steve Harvey has a show with these kids on it. it, it listen, I, I, again, I, I don't get anything from this. I, I'm not going to benefit from this other than my frat brother, Steve Harvey, who's got a great show and he highlights kids. It is the best show I've ever seen in my life, guys. I got to tell you, it's, it's a great show. You got to watch it. But, you know, Steve Harvey, these kids are so innocent. And so I, too, know the kids are innocent. It's my rookie year, and I'm walking up after a, a dreadful practice in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Dick Vermeil had no sympathy for any players. <laughs> you know, Dick just, you know, he just, it just drove us and drove us and drove us. You know, he burnt himself out. You know he burnt the players out, but then it, he took a break. He could take a break, come back, and win the Super Bowl. We, we couldn't do that. So anyway, these, I'm walking up the hill, and these kids, damn their souls, they look at me and my other friend, Leonard Mitchell, and they're like, oh, no, they're just rookies. They're just rookies. And they don't want our autographs. <laughs> passes. They, so they go get Wilbur and Carmichael and, 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 and Jaws' autograph, you know. And I'm like, okay, all right, that's cool. But, but they were kids. Kids are innocent. They don't know, you know. Well, they do. They, hey, he, he's just a rookie. So you want to get out of that rookie you know, category, and you want to become a starter because then the kids want your autographs, right? <laughs> but anyway, I, I just thought I'd throw that in there. But, but, but let, me, let me get back to this whole thing about working your entire life for this moment to be a rookie, to be on an NFL team. There are some guys out here right now that 32 teams they think they want to play for. Who's your favorite team? The one that drafts me and, lets, you know, and I make their team. That's my favorite team. Now, you may have in your heart, you may want to play for somebody. I'll be honest, I grew up in Canton, Ohio. The Cleveland Browns were an hour away from me. I was a Raiders fan. I love Jack Tatum. I, I tried to emulate Jack Tatum my whole life. I thank God that one day in a newspaper clipping, twice it happened to me, that they said Ray Ellis and Jack Tatum in the same sentence. And this wasn't Jack they were saying about Ray. They were saying Ray something like Jack because Jack was older than me. I was trying to emulate him and I was hoping that one day I could do something to make somebody think, ooh, that reminded me of Jack Tatum and they wrote it twice in my life. God rest his soul in heaven. But th that's, you see, that's, this is what this is all about. Your whole life you've been, there's somebody you've been watching, a couple people you've been watching and you, then you want to get to the point where you can go out and say, man, I've been watching these guys and now I can do what they do and I'm doing what they're doing and it's just the greatest feeling in the world. But you got to be patient because your time is coming. 31 of those teams out there have been lying to you. <laughs> One of them is going to choose you. The other 31 have been lying to you. I don't know when you're going to find out who's lying and who's telling the truth. I do know on draft day. That's when you'll find out. But then again, depending upon where you get drafted at, unless you go to the second round, there's going to be a few of them who could have taken you that didn't take you, so you know they're lying. But then if you're the 10th pick in a the draft, then you're the 10th pick. That means only nine teams lie to you. You don't know about those other ones. But I'll tell you what, enjoy this moment. I know it's a little hectic. I know it's a little gut-wrenching. But this, too, is a part of your history. It's going to happen. Just be patient. Just wait and see. God bless those souls of those people who have lost their lives and those people who have done it again. May they burn in hell. You've been listening to Rail Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time.
thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.